No, like the parents fighting all the time. That shit is so real because it's like for me, um, it feels so scary when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, it took me a long time to realize they weren't fighting about the fact that my dad yeah didn't do the dishes i don't even know yeah 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 yeah. they were they were both just traumatized people and they had never processed it and they were like acting out those traumas yes in those moments yes (laughs) welcome to the asian not asian podcast (laughs) did you say my name yeah okay (laughs) We've never started like that, but I feel I haven't seen you in a while. I guess I saw you last night. Oh yeah, (laughs) but I haven't recorded it in a while. We haven't recorded in here in a while. Yes, yes, it feels it feels like we're home. It doesn't smell like weed today in the studio. It doesn't feel like weed, which is throwing me off. I think that's what's throwing me off. Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. Real quick up top, just wanted to remind you guys that Hack City, our stand-up comedy show, the one that uh, Jenny and I are talking about, the next one is happening January thirteenth. Uh, 2023 uh, at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Uh, I think this episode will also come out um, because there's also going to be a show with Fumi called Fumi, Abe, and Friends. It's December 30th. That's December 30th. It's also at Union Hall. I might be there. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Things are getting crazy here. But uh, very quickly, just also wanted to shout out our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. Just visit patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. And we'll go on there and we will uh, shout you out. And then we try to guess what ethnicity you are. We might change that game up soon. But um, we love uh, getting Patreon subscribers. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. Today's Patreon subscriber is Ricky Weber. Weber? Weber. <laughs> yeah, I thought Weber. I said Weber. We- um, Weber, yeah. But And then Ricky with two Ks. Interesting. Okay, so I believe that... Well, I always guess. Why don't you guess, Mike? Why don't you take the lead Okay, this time? I'm going to guess because you always guess Japanese. Yeah. I'm going to guess... <laughs> I'm going to guess Japanese because <gasps> okay. Ricky with two Ks. Yeah. Boom. That's it? Yeah. Well, yes. And yes. But I, that's just for now. And then we can build on from okay. there. Okay. Ricky, this is such an interesting... I don't know if I've ever seen this name. R-I-K-K-I. Yeah. I don't have you. I have not. No. Usually it's with a C, right? Yeah. Yeah. I So and I think it's a woman. I do think it's a woman. There's something with two Ks, Ks where you're like... That feels like that's... a Nikki or something like that. Yes. Um... Okay, for some reason, I'm getting musical theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little musical theater. I'm getting a little bit of anime expo. Oh, okay, yeah. Like a performer in some yeah, ways. Yeah, theatrical. Okay, so uh, she's Japanese. Yeah, I would say half Japanese. Okay, she's half Japanese, half white. Yep. Um, Is a musical theater actress that goes to anime expos. Yep. Yeah, classic. Um, and she makes her own costumes. Yes. Like she's like really like proud of the fact that she handmades her her costumes. And right. they look really good, honestly, right? They look really good. She's always Princess Mononoke yeah. or something related to the Miyazaki universe. Yeah. But it looks great. Yeah. And, and you look great, Ricky. And you look great. And thank you for using some of the money you normally spend on stockings or something. Or wigs. Or wigs uh, or a fake sword yeah. that is also a amulet uh and nice. giving giving us that money uh, <laughs> uh by going to patreon.com slash asian not asian pod 
Um, that's it for the announcements. Let's get let's get this let's get the show going. Okay. You want to get the show going? I think we should get the show going. I want to get the show going. We're gonna bring on the guest right away, yeah. just because uh, we we love her. You know. Yeah. We love. She, you love her. She's a friend of the pod. She's a podcaster, a comedian, a writer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, m- multi-hyphenated talent. Um, give it up, everybody. Young me, Mayor, everyone. Woo! Yes. Yay, young Hi, me. everyone. <laughs> Can I say something about the Patreon shout-out person? Yeah. yeah. When I when I was, like, very young, I had a roommate named Richard. Uh-huh. And he was, like, very cool and, not, and like, very quiet. And, yeah. like, he, like, majored in math, which uh-huh. I didn't even know you could do. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd <level>. alert. Um, <laughs> and so he was just, like, super nerdy and quiet and, like, super cool. But then um, when he would get drunk, he would get freaky. So we would call it <gasps> freaky, freaky. <laughs> well, some his friends did that. And then I started copying him and yeah. pretend that I made it up. But um, and then we would, I think we would spell it R-I-K-K-I when oh. we texted each other. Like freaky, freaky <laughs> was out last night. So how would he get freaky? What is freaky? Yeah. Mean? Just he would just act like a regular person. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he went from nerd, quiet nerd to yeah. like me on a Tuesday. <laughs> Freaky, 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 freaky. So shout out to Freaky Reeky. Shout out, shout out to <laughs> becoming a normal person yeah. on a Tuesday. That's pretty crazy. Crazy. Um, well, thanks for for coming on the show. I know you know you're busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Did you find your jewel? I did. Yeah. It's I'm the air bar, but it, you know I found it. Okay. Okay. Wait. So what's the deal with the weed smell in here? Usually yeah. it smells like weed in here because like. A lot. A lot. A lot. Because I'm pretty sure yeah, people don't use this booth to record podcasts. They use it to smoke weed. Yeah. Oh. Pretty sure. Because okay. like the musicians will be recording in the next room that come in. Here. And they're like, this is their like break room or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I think we're the only people who ever use this equipment for so anything. Like legit Like podcast. legit actual use. Yeah. yeah. It's Because uh, otherwise, I mean, the equipment is like immaculate. It's right. like yeah. clearly has never been used, but everything else is broken. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I like that this is the drug room. There's yeah. like lines. There's just like <laughs> coke residue. There's just coke. Yeah. Just lick, lick the table if you want to pick me up. Um, Freaky. <laughs> we start, you just start the show by asking what kind of uh, Asian, what kind of Asian you were. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? I can start because I feel like maybe yours is connected. Okay. Um, okay. So Jenny, what kind of Asian were you this week? I was a tech Asian. Mm. Okay, let me explain. Mm-hmm. I was, I have a full-time job at a tech company wow. and I was last minute, I had to go leave um, to go to Silicon Valley for like a strategy session, which no. is why I missed the feeling Asian You physically party. had to go to Silicon Valley. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a real place. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so I was there and it was fine. Like I met my cokers. It was like, if anyone's listening- my cokers, my coworkers. Okay, you said cokers. <laughs> I right? wish they were cokers. Um, <laughs> Freaky. Okay. It was my first time since the pandemic, like being with tech people, like in a work context. Mm, like I'm it's seeing, been forever. I'm seeing branded backpacks. Oh yeah, a lot of branded and just, backpacks and branded yeah. hoodies. Branded hoodies. Yeah. Yes. So it's just been a long time since I've been in that environment. I'm All usually birds. with like sorry, go ahead. 
idiot comedians who are like, <laughs> dur, 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 yeah, you know. Yeah. So like to leave that <laughs> and my like, feelings are hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you said dur, dur, I felt bad. Yeah. yeah. So like it's just been a while when I was in that environment and everyone's lovely, but obviously everyone is like awkward and it's like our first time all meeting and like in person. Yeah. And so I just forgot what it's like to be in that context with like a bunch of awkward people. Mm. Um, More awkward than comedians. Yeah. Like, I know okay. how to I know how to like work with awkward comedians now. I right. forgot what it's like to be with awkward tech people where your mm. only familiarity is like, what what product do you work on? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you do outside of work? And it's like, I like to eat. Everyone's a foodie. Because mm. that's like everyone's travel the easy like travel and eating. E- yeah, travel and eating is like everyone's hobby, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Climbing. Yeah. I had this big coming to because before I hated being put in situations where I felt it would be awkward. Like I, we know when there's like team lunches or something with like a bunch of engineers that you don't know. Yeah. I like would actively say no to them because I didn't want to be in that place where I had to like create conversation. Uh And I was always like hyper aware of their experience of the, of being in it as well. And so I had this moment this week where I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like, Mm. I'm just going to like go be myself. If there's awkward silence, I'm going to let it be awkward. And it's not my responsibility to fix it. And I'm just going to like see how that feels where I'm not like so worried about like catering to the experience for everyone. Yeah. And so I like went to like a lunch with like four dudes I don't know who like, you know, aren't like the most easy to socialize with. And it was fine. I did great. I just yeah. talked. And then if there's silence, I I waited. And then someone asked a question. And I was like, oh, I don't have to like fill every moment mm. to make sure everyone's comfortable yeah. or like make sure that everyone's having a good time. So I talked about that with my therapist. My therapist was like, this is great. You're yeah. like learning. That's <laughs> great. Because I have like a people pleaser oh, yeah. side of me that like and performer side that right. is like, and it's exhausting yeah. to totally. have to be that person. And I had this huge turn this week where I was like, I can do it. I can like just wow. go to lunch and be myself. And if it's awkward, it's awkward. And I don't have to feel bad that it's awkward because there's like multiple fault. parties involved. It's not just me. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was like a big thing that like I really experienced for the first time this week. Wait, so what would you be like before? Like, I think before I would just like fill every moment. Like if it yeah. like someone else isn't picking up the slack, I will go in and say, so like, what is everyone doing this holiday break or whatever? And this time I was like, I'm just going to let it sit. And then people would then step up to the plate once I let there be a moment. And I was like, oh, I don't have to always be the one who's like, is everyone doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> is everyone having fun? What's this? your favorite color? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Like, you don't have to let, yeah and yeah. I'm like, that's so interesting. It's blue. You know, yeah. like I was wow. always that person. What yeah, kind yeah. of blue? So, because yeah. that's a lot of work to yeah. do that. Because I'm the same way. Because I, I used to leave a lot of these interactions because I used to always say, I don't really like meeting people. I like having people who are friends and spending time with the same people over and over again. Yeah. You like pass a threshold and then I'm so in, I'll hang out with you all the time. Mm -hmm. But like, I hated having to do the first part, which is like getting to know them because it felt like work. Mm. And I realized I was like, it's because I'm constantly worried about what the experience is Mm -hmm. overall. Like somebody else's experience. Yeah. And then I'm not like centering at all what I'm, trying like my experience at all because I leave and I'm like well that was really tiring yeah (laughs) um and it's not that fun and so I would really dread like work events where you're like really don't know people yeah Mm -hmm. that was like my nightmare um but now I'm like oh if I don't worry about that and I just let it be yeah it's fine yeah and I don't like attach my worth to like the experience of the conversation (laughs) it's so fine work stuff is always like why yeah you know Yeah. yeah why Exactly. We don't have to be friends. 
Right? Be yeah. Bases and computers. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I've been in those situations and I acted like that. And then I'm also like, part of me sort of resentful. I mean, not anymore because I feel like I'm like where you are, Jenny, where yeah. I like stopped doing that. But I would get resentful just because like we're all adults here. We all feel awkward. Why don't we all try to to like be friendly? Yeah, Like exactly. why am I totally. trying and you're not? But right. And now I like, I feel like I'm, I kind of reach where you are where yeah. I'm like trying to care about my emotional state and I'm like too exhausted. So I'm just like, if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's so much easier to exist yeah. in the world when yeah. you are thinking about it that way. And those people are doing that too. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like when you have that like people pleaser background, it's like hard to re- not resent other people. Yeah. Cause it's like, but you shouldn't, obviously you shouldn't most, everyone should like care about how they feel first right you know a hundred percent yeah and also it just is easier like i was like oh i i went to a bunch of work stuff afterwards and the second i switched my brain to that it was just like i was like oh this isn't draining me and i also used to just fully remove myself Hmm. like try to come up with an excuse to not attend Mm. yeah yeah and then that was also exhausting to like come up with (laughs) excuses for not being there and i was like oh i'm just gonna like not care and then it got so much easier and then the People become weirdly more interested in you mm. when you're like that. And they ask you a bunch of questions. I'm like, this is so much better than whatever it was before, which well, was me being like asking a million questions and like centering everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it was probably easier for them when you were doing it for them. So yeah. They're like, oh, thank God this person's doing all the work. Oh. Right. But then when you stop doing that, they step, step up. Step up. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Lazy fuckers. Yeah. Lazy fucks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, just hap- it just happens, I think. But yeah, we're not the awkward ones. That's what I, that was my big coming to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I feel I'm almost never like, well, I don't know how you guys feel. I feel awkwardness is something that happens. It's like almost entirely in your mind. Yeah. So if you just like, yeah, just strangle it and it just it's not there, then you can just like you can almost survive any kind of weird situation if you're just like, it's just in my head. You know, yeah. Yeah. so what that I don't have pants on in front of my, you know, <laughs> yeah, c- college ha- exam. How did that? Oh, is that a dream that you had? You didn't. Oh, totally. How did you go? So- oh, I was like, <laughs> that was a real scenario. Yeah, you went somewhere without pants yeah, Mike, on. I'm just saying that I think if I was put in that situation, be like, well, sometimes a guy don't got pants on, and it's just like, <laughs> and, and you're it's like, just it's fine. not awkward. Did I make things weird now? Yeah, and then you're like, like I, I'm calling the police in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, the police don't even exist. <laughs> They're it's just in, in my mind. mind. Yeah. The police state is in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that was my week. I thought it was pretty good. That's a good one. And I had a big Welcome coming back. too, but That's I had great. a lot of, but I had a lot of FOMO, you guys. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, with that, how was your, or what kind of Asian were you this it week, It was Mike? so good because I was a feeling Asian party Woo! Asian. Woo! And it was, it was awesome. All the, right, let's get into it. I it had was, so much FOMO. Like, seriously, I was looking at it. I was like, I can't look at Instagram because like, I'm annoyed that everyone's there. It <laughs> w- literally, everyone was there. There were so many people. It there was uh, at this at this really cool space. <laughs> um, it was like a, one of those spaces where you were like, I feel bad doing comedy in here because it's like too nice. Yeah, you're dirtying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like going, it. yeah, yeah. It's like going to the White House <laughs> and like, I don't know taking yeah. a dump yeah you know on, on the floor because <laughs> it was just like a it was like a cool music venue thing that mm. was like optimized for that and had like amazing sound system and yeah. all this stuff and uh tons of cool people uh this is an interesting thing every I, a lot of asians i know that sounds weird because first first seeing because i'm saying it's a feeling asian thing but like usually when we say 
it's an Asian party. There's like a 20%, there's like 20% white people there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this was not, I felt there was a lot of Asian people and everyone was super cool looking. Yeah. Everyone was like six foot or above. <laughs> like everyone's a model yeah it was like new it was like the new it was like new edition new asians and i was like the old 2008 model that was like oh yeah (laughs) what's going on everybody yeah i'm the old one like my window doesn't go down anymore (laughs) but i was there you do this with your yeah yeah Yeah. and then the window just like slaps down because it's not connected anymore but that's me um and it was really cool to be there it was so awesome to you know i'm kind of i'm trying to bandy this word around a lot more now but community there was a lot of like it felt like there was a community there Mm -hmm. and um you know it 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 was super fun uh all the comedians were super funny uh everybody crushed it and young me we'll talk about your whole thing experience with it but very quickly i just wanted to say there was a lot of times when i was there Uh and i was like why am I here? <laughs> why? <laughs> why am I here? Like this is this should be y'all. This should be you and Brian just like hanging out, just going, we're awesome, love us, and everyone going, yes, you're amazing. <laughs> and then you know, like you, like I, I loved being there, but I was like, I am taking away. I'm making this event worse. You know, I'm oh my making. God, that's uh, such an Asian. Even, that's such an Asian no. take on that. No, it was just like this community. Yeah, like right. it's like this is our community. These are the people that like we love from the podcast. So obviously, yeah. you're there. It was. Right. It was. It was really awesome. And um, you know, I was. I I gave you like a big hug. I was just like, you're so brave. And I was like, I really meant it. I was looking at every. I was looking at this crowd, and I'm like, just thinking, this would never have happened. Even five years ago, you know, mm-hmm. 2015, mm-hmm. Yeah. people people would have been like, oh, and fucking, I can already hear, I can uh, picture the white guy in my mind that would say this. It's like, oh, it's an Asian party. <laughs> it's going to be like chicks there, <laughs> you know, like, mm. but this was like our space. Yeah, they were know? scared to come. Yes. Everyone good. left their white boyfriend at home. Oh, yeah, like, dude. That's, that's no, that. very little white boyfriends there. I was like, they were. And you know, <laughs> at least like a third of those women have white boyfriends. Oh, for, for sure. Steve's sure. <laughs> and, and and Daryl's and yeah, <laughs> million Daryl's. I don't know, Good but yeah. yeah. So it was it was just like this is our thing, you know, and yeah. it felt uh, really really oh, special. That's so great. They were too scared to. I, I like that. I like I like having a show where the Asian women with white boyfriends are too scared yeah. to bring their white boyfriends. Yeah, I like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, young me. I mean, you know, what kind of Asian were you this week? Um, what kind of Asian was I? I was. Oh, God. I, like, feel like I'm, you know, like, in therapy, I'm just now feeling like I have the right to say that I'm busy. Because mm. my my whole MO is, like, I didn't do anything. Why am I always so tired? I'm a lazy piece of shit that mm-hmm. does nothing all day. Mm-hmm. And then my therapist will literally have to, like, tell me to, like, list all the shit that I did in a day. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I'm so fucking busy. Mm-hmm. I, have, yeah. I, have, I don't even, like, five minutes to do shit. Um, and, you know, I also... I also have a kid and I watch him. I think I talked about this maybe to Mike, but my therapist said, oh, it's so weird how motherhood, like all the things that I have to do for 
in raising a kid right. doesn't register as work to me. Yeah. Because oh. of like all this internalized misogyny yeah. that I have thinking that that's just what women do and it's not actual work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you're making your, you're keeping a child alive. That's worthless. There's no value <laughs> right. in that. Right. So that's just like, like automatic. You're right. supposed to do that. Yeah. Like, that's and like, the, yeah. And then have a job and then suck your husband's dick and yeah. then do mm. all the laundry. Like, right. Because so you, you like part of my brain has this like internalized misogyny where I'll do child work and I'm like, why am I so tired? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, by 6.30 a.m. I had made two meals. Yeah. Right? You know, and and done the laundry and made, you know, and I was like, okay. And then just did that for the entire day. So, um, so I was, I was going to say I was a, I was a busy Asian mm-hmm. and I think I like, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable for me to say that, but yeah, like I, ha- I have a lot of shit that I have to do and I'm fucking busy all the time. Yeah. But in my head, I'm just like, I I don't do anything. I'm just I'm so lazy and like I don't do enough. You know, yeah. that's like my big thing, which is basically my mom's voice. I always just remember her like hitting me when I'm on the couch watching TV. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just I just got back from fucking piano and take one yeah, 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 ten minutes. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, You're lazy. Yeah. You know, right. Like it's very much that. Um, but it's also weird because it's it's like not even that I like see what I do, the work that I do in a day and then think I'm lazy. It's that I, it literally doesn't register to me. Like I'll be sitting down, mm-hmm. like after doing a bunch of work on the computer and then I'll like be, I'll make myself lunch and I'll be eating it. And I'm like, why am I never doing anything? I've just been <laughs> oh. sitting here doing nothing. And then I'm like, okay, you were doing work. Like yeah. it just doesn't click to me that I've done stuff. I see. Mm. It's so weird. It's like I vi- I yes. literally can't see it. Mm. Is something. it is it because you th- like we're conditioned to think that work is I have to be at my laptop and I am typing now and I am answering emails and you know is it is it because oh. like that's there's like a kind of work that people think of as work. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, this here's the other thing. Like my work is like creative now. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's not always fun, but mm. it's like it's fun or it's like centering myself. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. And th- there is a part of that because I think for Asian people, Asian people are like work is sweeping the floor in the restaurant that you own after the dishwasher goes home because it's your restaurant and you're making money. Right. Why aren't you sweeping the floor and washing the dishes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this physical, painful, mm. humiliating, degrading thing. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And you're not supposed to like it. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, there's a part of that. Mm. And I've actually talked to my therapist about this, too, because like when I was visiting my mom, I'd be like, I'm doing work like the, And then yeah. here I am sitting on a computer like this. And she's like, what are you doing, you lazy? And I was yeah, like, yeah. she thinks that I should be out in the fucking field right. pulling fucking rice, rice stocks. stocks. Right. And she's like, do you want to go help your uncle? I was like. I no offense, mom, but the, me doing this for like 10 minutes just made me two thousand dollars. Yeah. Right, 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 I was right, like, right. Like, what do you think it didn't, but like, I'm yeah. broke. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I hear what you're saying. I think, yeah. you know, there's a component of like, it, it's not work unless you hate it. Yep. You know, and it's humiliating. Yes. My mom, that's like a, spe- it's not an Asian thing, I don't think. Maybe to Maybe some it people, is. but my mom, I remember this whole thing we had in therapy where my mom, like, my dad had really severe depression and like PTSD, so he didn't work for years. Mm-hmm. And my mom had like a regular job. And then on the weekends, she would force us to go like, this is such a, I feel like this is like such a Bobby Lee bit, but like she would force <laughs> us to make iced tea and lemonade and sell it at like weird tourists. Oh. Like we would have to like go lug these like big coolers around. Yeah. yeah. And she would be like, look at what we have to do because your dad is so lazy. Oh, like okay. as an adult, I was like, well, right. he had like PTSD. Yeah. Right. But like also I was like, 
we didn't even make that much money doing that. Yeah, it's not right. even about the money. Box. It's more about like the yeah, the yeah. work, the labor of yep. having to do yeah. it and going out and being in public and Yeah. Have you ever seen there used to be this kid, I haven't seen him in a while, but there used to be this kid in the subway, this Asian kid who would play piano. Yeah. And his dad was there. Yeah. And mm. the kid was very good at piano. Sure. It was a little keyboard and he was like banging away and like people would give him money. And I would always be like, is this because they re I mean of course, sure. Maybe they really do need the money like yeah. this. But I'm always, I was also like, there's some other component here of yeah, psychological component. You know, because you could work. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not going to get into the class labor situation. Sure. But to your point, there is something about also parading your child out and saying, look at, look at what's us. Yeah. We're, we're like, and it's like. She wasn't. I don't. She wasn't conscious of it. Yeah, it was sure. like an extension of how she viewed herself. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like we're humiliating low people. Yeah. And I remember when um, COVID started. I had this huge fight with her because I was like, "Holy shit! What the fuck am I gonna do? I'm broke. Like you know, all everything's crumbling. I mm -hmm. have no fucking money." And mm -hmm. she was like, "You can come move." She literally said this. She was like, you can come move to Korea. You can go to Gangnam mm -hmm. to a rich family's house and be their live-in maid. And oh. because you can teach your kids English. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I will pay you like $2,000 a month and you could live there and your kid, your kid could live with me. And I was like, I can again, I can make $2,000 a month doing a 15 second video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I don't. <laughs> I, I did do that one time, right? And now that's my standard. <laughs> Once I got paid two thousand dollars, but um, I was like, I don't think that's like the yeah, econo like the finding. I don't think that's like the smartest way to make money, right? Like, right. Let's like let let's be for real. Yeah, let's be for real. There are other options. Yeah. Although I would $2, say dollars, I think I could do if, that in a, a, another way. Yeah. yeah. If there was a if there was like a if you went to Korea, young me, and became the live-in maid for a family and made TikToks about that. I would watch the shit uh, out of that. I, should do that I would content. fucking do that love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would be so. It's like, I'm, and then you'll I'm, be making more off the content than exactly, the actual. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and then you're like, I'm teaching the kid swear words and and giving him marijuana. I, should I do that? I'm like, yeah, I will do that. Yeah, yeah, guess, yeah call your mom right now. A month it's <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, mom, I can do that here, totally. just naked and make. Thirty thousand yeah. dollars a month. Yeah, an old man and teaching English. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think there's like two two things I took away from that. One is that we don't view creative work as actual work. I feel the same no. way because I yeah. see it as fun. It's or like, because yes. it's it, at least to me, it's ingrained that this is not for real. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is something that you do on the side for yeah. yourself for fun, and it's like yeah. almost a little selfish to want to do it. Right. Number two, mm -hmm. for me, I think I have a similar thing when I'm sitting and eating lunch after working. It's the feeling that I need to be working always like yep. to have mm -hmm. a break to feed yourself is not okay. I yeah. talked about this with Karen on Karen's episode briefly. At that time I was feeling really bad. Anytime I had like any moment, I was like, why am I not doing something like a guilt of like resting? Um, mm -hmm. And so it is those moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Even if I did do work, I feel like I'm, I don't deserve a break. Yeah. Which is really also not healthy. I've been starting to list stuff that I've done in a day just so I can like ease those yeah thoughts because they're really oppressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like, I'll I'll take a long poo and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> Fucking relax. Yeah. Like you can take a long poo. <laughs> yeah. And by long I mean like more than four minutes. Four minutes yeah. yeah. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I've um. Well, I mean, you are really busy. You now. are busy. You have Bunch so. Of last. Well, first of all, can I can I ask you? 
how do you feel now that one of your podcasts has ended and do you feel like you know sort of relieved i know that you know there's a lot of work you guys put into it yeah and then coming out of it i know there was you know there there was a lot of change that needed to happen and do you feel you know we yeah, are relieved that it's over do you feel like okay this is this was the right thing because i mean we know how much work it is not not just like physically you know physically like sitting there and doing it but just like emotionally you know, like yeah. investing yourself working with someone else so closely mm-hmm. not knowing if you're doing the right thing um yeah yeah I think that um, I feel good about it. I think that the way that it was set up was um, like, you know, it almost felt like it only could be like short lived in a way. You know mm. what I mean? Because um, it's, you know, it's like it was centered around Asian identity politics, which I can talk about all day long. But it's like it was very guest forward. Like yeah. the guest was leading the narrative. Mm. And I just realized that a lot of them didn't listen to the podcast. Mm. And a lot of Asian people don't really think that deeply about their identity. They're they're in all different levels of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times people would come on who knew the podcast and they very much knew exactly what they wanted to say. And they had like a fresh idea of what they wanted to talk about. Yeah. But a lot of times it would just be like, I have this movie i have this book and i'm gonna talk about this and then yeah. i'd be like well how, what is it like being asian and they're like i had to play piano as a, and i'm like this is very valid yeah. and yeah. it's an important conversation but it's like i've been talking about this for three years yeah. and i i'm in such a different place and and i didn't want to have like a like a guest-led mm-hmm. podcast you know yeah. because it's like they because then it's like you're having the same conversation over and over. Mm. Right. And I think my whole thing is like it's important for me to like because I feel like my whole comedy, um, my goal is to not have that same conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, Mike, you know how you were saying, oh, like if a white guy thinking about, oh, an Asian party. Right. Or like when, when people think of like, oh, an Asian book, an Asian podcast. Yeah. They, because of that repetition of that same fucking conversation Mm. it's really i think harmed the harmed that entire genre Mm. you know because everyone's like oh great we're gonna hear about your fucking tiger mom making you play piano like you know and Mm -hmm. it's like i'm i'm in agreement i don't want to fucking hear that anymore i know that's your fucking i know that's your story it's my story Mm -hmm. And I, I always I talk about it too, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about like the like the the fact that yeah my mom made me sell iced tea on the side of the street like your like Bobby Lee's parents made him sell oranges on the street mm-hmm. right but like the the juicy part of that story is that we didn't even have to yeah, yeah. we had enough money they wanted me to be humiliated right and that's the interesting part mm-hmm. and that shit never gets discussed because we're still talking about the fucking goddamn violin recitals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like the progression. I wanted that. I wanted to go into the juicy territory. Yeah. And it it was just like all like I would have a guest on and I'd be like, let's go to the juicy parts. Yes. And a lot of people have never even fucking stopped to think about the juicy parts because it's scary and it's sad and it's embarrassing. It's fucking humiliating, you know, selling iced tea on the street. mm -hmm. And and that part is yucky to talk about. Yeah, it is. So then they just give you this like 
this this like PR blanket answer yeah. that fits like the Joy Luck Club uh, plot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I'm yes. like, I'm like, you yeah. have yes, my yeah, about yeah. My this. parents right. didn't want me to do a creative thing, but then you know, yeah. but I still got my economics degree from Harvard, and then exactly. I decided to become an actor. And you I'm know? like, I want to, I want to get fucking, I want to get to the places that are so fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of people don't want to do that, which is very valid. Yeah, like I don't want to fucking force someone to be like, and then how did you feel? Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you like you know like this? Uh, my the conversation i'm really interested in about my mom is that she we have like and I, i'm obsessed and i talk about this i did talk about this on my other podcast mm-hmm. feeling asian she's like very competitive with me mm-hmm. and that shit is like fucking warped yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. fucking warped like she's sexually competitive with mm-hmm. me in yeah, a way that we're oh. that like fucks her up you know like mm, my sexual like whatever yeah and, like that is fascinating like she's yeah, not yeah. even really aware of it yeah but i want to dive into that and what that means as Asian women who are sexualizing this culture, right. and what that means for white men who are viewing my mom and my myself both as sexually viable. Right, yeah. like, right. That's fucking interesting. Yeah. To me. yeah, yeah. But like, we can't get into that when you know we're doing the. I want to promote my book. And yeah. It's about piano, you know, whatever. Like, no offense <laughs> yeah. to any of the guests, because no, like, no. no offense to them, because like, why, why would they want to do that? Yeah. And why would? I'm not going to force them to do that. Sure. If I want to do it and they don't, yeah. it's fine. I, I think too, um, kind of like how you say that people don't realize they're working. Sometimes I think people don't realize their lives are like kind of fucked up. Do you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I didn't, for a long time, uh, like my parents are no longer together, mm-hmm. but for years they would have like crazy fights in the house, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. arguing. Like, I mean, uh, my sisters and I, we call them storms. And yeah. we would, and we were like nine mm-hmm. or ten, and it's it was very scary. <laughs> uh, and I would like we would go hide in the other room, and they would be yelling at each other, usually yeah. about money. Um, and I thought that was just how everyone lived. Yeah, I yeah. thought everyone's parents did that. I yeah. thought that was just how it worked. And I didn't realize until years later that oh, there was all the stuff they're going through. They probably had obviously fucking ptsd from their experiences they carried that they didn't have therapy you know they they had their family but you know that could make things worse so they the the end result of that is like they had these crazy arguments and they couldn't get divorced you know not really because they Mm -hmm. had their their kids and you know what would happen then where would they go yeah Mm -hmm. um and these are all things i didn't think about uh explicitly as being a result of whatever trauma or history or whatever mm, until yeah. like I swear to God like six months ago yeah. or something you know really? <laughs> is it, is it, you know what I actually yeah that's what I think about <laughs> I think about it actually it's happening right it's now it's really crazy so you know it was just like it 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 takes it's not obvious I think for a lot of people no, yeah because you just you just go and you you know when you're a kid you just like go and sell oranges and, and or play piano in the subway and you're like well. Sunday, time to do the yeah. do the thing in the subway. You know, yeah. that's just my yeah. life. I don't want to do it, but at the same time, I don't know any different. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom was like, "It's this is because we're poor. If we don't right. do this, we're gonna starve to death." Right, yeah. Right, right, and then right. I realized I was like, "Oh, that wasn't at that level." Yeah. You know, there was something psychologically going on there, and then. No, like the parents fighting all the time. That shit is so real because it's like for me, um, it feels so scary when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, it took me a long time to realize they weren't fighting about the fact that my dad 
Yeah. Didn't do the dishes. I don't even know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were... They were both just traumatized people and they had never processed it. Yeah. And they were like acting out those traumas yes. in those moments. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like really interesting. Wait, so when did your parents separate? Yeah, like when I was in college. So like yeah. after they stayed together the, all the way through there. And fuck that. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> it's but it's because you guys were in the house. You. We were in the house and yeah. like they waited until essentially we were in college. Yeah. Uh, until my youngest one was in uh, the youngest sister, my youngest sister um, was in college. And then that's yeah. sort of like they had and they were kind of like detaching from each other a of little course, bit like financially, yeah. yep. although they're still like in each other's lives. Like they just, you know, sure. like I'll see him. And, and you know, for what it's worth, I thought my f- father is a good father. He was sure. doing what he had to do, considering he lost every single thing and all the people he loved and had to come to this country and work in a 7-Eleven. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. he was doing his thing. So it's not, I'm like moving away from saying like, this person's bad or this person's yeah. good. Everyone is trying to do. Yeah, no one's bad. Yeah, yeah. and they they're trying to do their thing. But I, I realize like all the stuff that they had to go through. And and I realize now I'm a people pleaser because mm-hmm. they yeah. fought. Yeah. yeah. In my mind as a kid, I was like, if they were just nice to each other, we wouldn't have this. Mm-hmm. And so now I avoid conflict yeah. like all the time. This is like a crazy thing that I was like, oh my God. You know, like yeah. this is like a core memory. Yeah. Yeah. You know that I have, and um, I'm getting all emotional. So like, it's a core memory that I have. This is the young me effect. <laughs> Get out! No, it's so it's yeah, it's like a crazy uh, part of my personality that yeah. I can't dislodge because of these yeah. things I went through. And like, sure. and to this day, I'm just like, what you know, if people were just nice to each other. You know, and it's hard for me to like let go of those things. Yeah. But I think that's part of it. First, you have to understand the context of why you react in certain ways, which yeah. tends to be your childhood. Right. Because that's learned. And then you start being aware of it. And then with awareness, you can start like trying to to change the patterns. Right. Yeah. So you're like centering what you need. Right. And what you want yeah. in life. Yeah. I just think it's so funny because so many parents say that they like stay together until the kids leave yeah. and then they get divorced and then they fuck up their kids because yes. they're <laughs> screaming the entire time. Yes. Like, you know, I got divorced when my son was three yeah. and it was because of that. Like, my parents were always mm. fucking fighting. They should have never been together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should have gotten a divorce. Totally. But for they're still together. But for some reason, a lot of the reason was because they thought they were doing it for me and my sister. Right, yeah. right, right, And I was right, like, right. you ruined my fucking... And then you know what else? Uh, this is something that I realized. Um, you know, my mom, in her perspective, I think my mom was always complaining about my dad, like being a failure, not doing enough, not being good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And like not working and she had to support him and do all this, blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm very compassionate because he obviously has like a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, but what you're, what you're taught is like not what your parents say, it's what they do. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so what I, my parents... All throughout my childhood, my parents were like very like giving me like pseudo feminist ideology. You can do whatever you want. Like you can Mm -hmm. be whoever you want. But what I saw them doing was my mother supporting in her eyes a failure man Uh and doing Mm -hmm. everything for him. He did nothing. Mm -hmm. And we had a nickname. We would call him the Wang. In Korean, it's called King. Like Wang, like the king is here. Mm. And so that's how I started acting as an adult. 
because I yeah. watched her do that. Right. Yeah. And what I learned from her behavior is that no matter how shitty your fucking husband is, <laughs> right, or what, whatever, how bad situation yeah. you're in, whatever, yeah. you gotta fucking put up with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is very harmful. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's how you see a lot of women that remain in abusive situations because a lot of their moms, yeah, unknowingly pass that. Right. Right. That. Right. Like and you so, replicate what you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I broke that pattern, she was really confused. Yeah. But now she like we had this talk and she was like, I'm like really glad you did this. I like I can see why okay. you did it. That's and good. she was That's like, great. I'm really happy that you did that. Yeah. You seem like a lot happier. I was like, yeah. To change those actions, though, is like it's yeah. so I difficult know. because, you you know, you have to first be explicitly aware that this is happening and then you have yeah. to formulate a plan. And yeah. then and that's you, you like have to go against every fiber of your being. Yes. Just like with you. I mean, you know, uh, with with you, uh, Jenny, like not talking when you're used to talking at these meetings to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. You have to like physically not do it. Physically not talk is um, it, it, it literally goes against the fibers of your being. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I mean, know? the shift has happened over, yeah. over three years. Yeah. It's a very slow, slow shift. Yeah. But it's like you make one decision that's maybe a, a little bit off and not what you would usually do. And yeah. then that leads to the next decision that's maybe bigger that like is against it. And then slowly you change that way. It like never happens overnight. You just have to like be aware of it and then start shifting your how you think about yourself and what's yeah. important. And then soon you'll like build those patterns in. Yeah. Yeah. You like wake up one day and it's like very different. You're exactly. way happier. Exactly. Yeah. I have had that this year where I was like, I was looking through my photo like camera roll and I was like, all of my life I'm living now is a result of me, me like making decisions in yeah, 2019. Of course. Of course. Wow. You know, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm how happy, like how lucky am I to be living this life full how of like people in my life. How lucky are you to know me like, yeah, and be exactly. on the show? Be on this podcast talking so about this. Cool. Like how cool. I never thought I would be doing this. Yeah, that's true. Wow. But I felt the same way when I wanted Feeling Asian. I was like, I get to talk about my experience yeah. with these people I was listening it's to. Tight. To it's get tight. through my experience that was really hard, which was like my big friend breakup and my big like coming to yeah. about myself. <laughs> and I was like, how lucky am I to have this moment? That was a fascinating episode when you did Feeling Asian. I yeah. love that episode and it was really tied into like the comedy that you were coming out yeah. with mm-hmm. and I was like wow this is really interesting wait can I just say before because I want to ask Jenny about this a little but like <laughs> bef- if anyone's listening and you're like keeping like staying in a marriage for your kids don't fucking do that bro mm-hmm. you're yeah. ruining your kids life mm-hmm. you're sending a really bad message mm-hmm. that they have to stay in bad situations yeah mm-hmm. and, and you leaving yeah it's gonna suck my son is upset that I'm divorced he mm-hmm. asked about it and he's sad about it all the time mm-hmm. he's in therapy mm-hmm. but like but I, I'm like, dude, I know for a fact that this is way better than yeah. you having to live with yeah. us fucking screaming at each other and being unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I lived through. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it fucked me up. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, Jenny, I, I have to say that episode was really interesting. Yeah. That was the first time I had to like really structure it for outside consumption, I feel. Yeah. And um, it was also just so nice to be with you guys who like understand stood and like made it so safe to talk about and then people like so many people reached out afterwards and i was like i'm so glad i did that i feel like it was a really popular episode because so many people related to that loss of a white friend group during covid yeah because you were like it was like what this is fucked up and they're like who cares exactly (laughs) (laughs) they're like you're making me feel bad have you thought about that and i I was like my lattes anymore yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah i don't know that was like a really 
But that was a decision I made to start talking about it. Yeah. You know, like I made that decision like five months before. And then when you asked me and you guys were like, do you have anything you want to talk about? I was like, oh, boy, do I have something I want to talk about? <laughs> um, so that was like all like decisions I made that led up to that. And like that also changed my life where like a bunch of people reached out. I don't know. It, it's all yeah. it's yeah. all incremental. Well, Youngly, I feel you too. You're when I first met you, I remember, I think the first open mic I ever saw you at. Yeah, you, I think it was at uh, now it's called the comedy shop, but it was used to be called something else. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know what that what is. was it called? The Lantern? I think it's called The Lantern. <laughs> the Lantern. The Lantern. Oh, we used yes. to go to The Lantern. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it was like a, one of those mics that was like at 5 p.m. Yeah, so classic 5 p.m. mic. People who didn't have jobs could go to it or yeah. something. So I remember I went there and, and I saw you and I was immediately intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you did your thing. It was very funny. And then, <clears throat> but even now, like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. But I feel now you're, you, you, you got you, you're like more true to yourself than ever. I was told by like everybody that I can't, mm -hmm. you know, and that's mm -hmm. like why I'm fucking 38 years old and I've only like started doing stuff that I wanted to do with my life very recently. Mm -hmm. And it's just very sad because it's like, like there are actual people in my life that destroyed my life mm -hmm. and told me you fucking can't do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult, and it was just filled with these fucking people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I wish I had somebody to, that said, you're also fucking smart and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that, mm -hmm. you know? And it fucking fucked my life. It ruined my fucking goddamn mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it just makes me feel like it was despite all that that I'm here today, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If it was for all these fucking people... I would have been do I would have been on a strip pole in M Milwaukee with a fucking yeah. <laughs> abusive boyfriend. Right. Like that's yeah. where I should have been. Which, if that's your life, that's amazing. That's I'm cool. not trying to knock you, but like, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's the, somebody that's else's. The somebody else chose yeah. would choose that for you if yeah. they could. Yeah. yeah. And I had to live. You know, I had to do that to a certain extent as a young person. Right. Um. And so I think that experience was like very powerful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And me. We're so proud of you. I'm like literally so proud. It is like it's incredible. No, it is. I will listen to your last episode. I told you this that there was like a little segment that you said where you were like, I'm going to say what I want into the universe, yeah. even though it's embarrassing yeah. and cringe. Yeah. And I was like, it is so um scary to do like say out loud what you want. Yeah. I think because then you kind of hold yourself accountable, right? And yeah. you're like, oh, but this is really what I want. And it's it, and it could might, be embarrassing. And it's vulnerable if you don't get it. And it's vulnerable if you don't get it. And a lot of times, yeah. I mean, real talk, a lot of times you don't get it. Yeah. You know, so then like, you know, you have to deal with that. But yeah, I listened to that little segment like five times. Like I rewound it like 10 times. And I was like, young me and I have very different lives. Yeah. We are very different people. Yeah. But I'm like, you are me, I am you at that moment, you know? Yeah. And even with this book, to say that what you want you know, to say I'm worth it, I'm 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 valuable, whatever. Yeah. Those are things that like I don't know if it's Asian or not. I definitely think a creative a lot of people creative people have this feeling. Yeah. A, a little small thing. Yeah. Similar <clears throat> when I have I feel I maybe had like a one percent feeling of what you went through was right before I went up on stage at your feeling Asian thing, I was yeah. like Man, I, what if they really hate me and <laughs> I do bad? And then I was like, No, I'm funny. Mm -hmm. I've been been doing this for so fucking long. Yeah, I can do this, you know. And I was like, "This is going to be fucking awesome." And I was like, "And I and I was like, let's do it." And it was great. And but even just something like small, where like the stakes are relatively low, it's hard to say 
what you want and this is what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And uh, you always... think of the worst the worst thing that's gonna happen can i say though i have this and this is like another thing i have a very opposite reaction to the fear of success mm. and because i understand what you're saying yeah for me so for me my fear is that the reason that i didn't want to say into the universe is because when I was a kid and I did something good or I was good at something, I would do it. And this goes back to my mom being competitive yeah. and she would take it away from me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. would punish me for doing something good. Mm. So my fear <coughs> is like, not even that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna fail because I'm okay with failing. Yeah. I'm okay mm. with if I wrote, if I, to be honest, if I wrote like a proposal and somebody was like, you're a fucking idiot. I'd be like, I know that already. Thank God that you, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because yeah. that's what yeah. I was thinking. Oh my God, we're on the same page. <laughs> we're best friends. Right. Now I get to go home and lay down and be depressed yeah. and not do anything. <laughs> right. right. Uh, but then, but uh. then if they're like, then if yes. they're like, this is actually good, then I'm like, uh oh, here comes my mom to fucking punch me in the face because I'm see. taking up the spotlight. Right. Here's here comes my mom to tell me I look fat. Yeah. Because that's what she would do. Like if I did well in school, she or if like you know this like this competitive thing. And now I'm like de- grappling with the fact that okay, I did something. Yeah. You know, whereas it's like the podcast or the you know like the comedy that I do that like gains like an audience mm-hmm. I'm like okay I did something good and I'm terrified and yeah. I'm like I'm just uh, like everyone and like the the thought that's in my head is like everyone hates me for this everyone mm-hmm. thinks oh, yeah. I yes. see okay. everyone thinks that I'm a fucking attention seeking whore mm-hmm. that I'm a fucking idiot people only like this because they think I'm hot they they think I'm a fucking stupid idiot and they're yeah. just putting oh. up with me I've tricked all these people into thinking I'm, I did a good job because I'm a, a fucking loser Fuck. so I have this opposite thing where yeah. it's not as fear of failure mm. I love failure mm. I would love to I would love it if everyone just told me I was a loser mm. and then I get to be like you're right mm. I'm gonna do cocaine you know like that, that's like <laughs> You know, I would love that. But then it's like, I think that's the sad thing. And then when people are like, no, actually, this is good. And I was like, and that's like what makes me fucking sad. It's like, I knew it was fucking good. I fucking knew it was good all my life. And everyone told me it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And that's like what's so like heartbreaking for me, you know? Yeah. But then it's like also, also, yes, it makes me feel like a fucking loser for saying things like, I know I'm good at this. (laughs) But you need that. But. So how does it feel now that you are getting the external validation? I mean, it's it's very painful. It's like mm. I'm grappling with it. It's like scary. It's like every step of the way. Yeah. And also ties back into the me getting divorced, my mom not getting divorced thing, mm. which I talked about in therapy because the day that I decided to like go this way instead of whatever right. my mom did, every step, every direction that I take into this life that is different than my parents or my mom yeah. or my family is very is lonely mm. is a step yeah. into loneliness mm-hmm. where there's nobody to tell you yeah. what to do yeah. Yeah, and no. every step that i take towards it is foreign to my mom right. mm. you know and mm-hmm. so now she's like what are you doing Wait, what why are you this? doing that yeah, you know and then and it's really confusing because like she's happy for me but she's just like what are you doing yeah, yeah. you know like has no idea w- what it is that she, i'm doing yeah it's right. very lonely it's yeah. very isolating yeah. Yeah. if i did end up married to an abusive husband with three kids working at walmart and like the life that she thought that i should have then she would be there with me yeah so it's like this i had to like give that yes. up yeah. to uh, live the life that looks like this right and it's i'm so lonely right you know? it's i mean there's so many it's hard god uh, 
I feel, yeah, we all kind of, our families like replicate themselves, right? Yeah. So that's why everybody gets kind of trapped into just being exactly mm-hmm. like the same thing your parents were like, and then you, you pass that on to your kids and your communities. And, and that's why there's so many similar patterns you see in certain communities over and over mm-hmm. and over again, Yeah, you know? Um, and I always think it would be, it would have been so easy for me. I should have done, I feel, I still think about this. I still think I should have just stayed in California and just like lived in Orange County yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, work in Irvine <laughs> and I work at, uh, you know, whatever it is. And I, I go to, you know, the little Vietnamese market on yeah. weekends and, it's way easier to do that because yep. your parents and your family and your society, like we built this for you already, you yep. know, you just have to fit into it. And it's way easier to do that mm-hmm. than, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm literally isolated from everybody because yeah. I live on the other side of the goddamn country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then emotionally, right. There's like this whole other thing. Yeah. And I think that's like a valid, that's like a, I think people understand that who are not Asian. It's like, you know, if you come from this dysfunctional family or like community or even if it's not dysfunctional if it just it just doesn't match whatever you want for your yeah. life the decision to break away from that initially is like feels great because you're going you're being true mm-hmm. to yourself yeah but then every step of that oh, journey yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a reminder that you what of what you've lost right, right. Yeah, and it's like i can't i can't fucking be married to some guy that's gonna beat me up every weekend and do dishes all day yeah like, i'm sorry mom i just fucking can't do that yeah you know right. that's great for you and like it's really interesting because when i went back to saipan yeah. like which is where i grew up a lot of my mom's friends their kids were living that life uh-huh. and i was looking at it and i was like and my my mom was being really cruel to me during that trip and i was like Look at these fucking people. Yeah. This is what you yeah. wanted for me. Yeah. yeah. And do you? I was like, do you not see that I, I like did this on my own? And it was really fucked up because she was like bragging about me mm-hmm. to her friends. And I was like, and and I was like, yeah, I did this despite all of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should have been like, you're a fucking loser, kids. No offense if you're listening. I, <laughs> I feel very bad. Like, but they they seemed happy. Yeah. They seem happy. You know, I'm no judgment. But that's not for but you. Not, but yeah, I was like, I wasn't gonna, yeah, I didn't do that. I'm like, why are you bragging about this? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's getting, is this too like, I don't no, know. This no, good. this is good. It. But I just want to wrap it up by saying, Yangmi, I find you to be so like resilient and like the exact example of someone who is like living their true lives, even though it's difficult at times. And I think that's like so inspirational. Like you do your thing, you say what you need to say and you say it in a way that like, because like our backgrounds completely different but i completely understand you communicate everything so clearly and i think i don't know this is all so well deserved even though it probably doesn't feel great to hear that right now you're so talented and um you create such safe spaces to talk about this stuff and i don't know like to share this is empowering to everyone else too jenny shut up i want to compliment her okay (laughs) no i because no i I was talking to somebody but i mean it wait do you really not want me to no you can say it it's fine i really mean it it. i feel like people are always like oh i hate compliments (laughs) i love them but i seriously makes me want to fucking barf okay it's fine though i can handle it you i mean okay everybody knows i was feeling like whatever about comedy for a long time but then when i went to see feeling asian this goodbye thing uh, out of all the people I know, all the comedians I know, everybody who, you know, uh, they're uh, passed at the cellar and they're like, whatever, doing this thing on tour with whoever. And they have a viral TikTok and they've got all these fans on YouTube or whatever. The person I ins- inspire, who inspires me is you. 
because you do you don't give a fuck about the scene <laughs> you don't give a fuck and that is something it's so hard for me to do. Yeah. I care a lot about what other people. I wish I could. I wish I didn't. Yeah. The but comedy I, scene. I like, wish. I know. I know. Really? I know. No, but I get it. I'm really? like that. I too. want. I want my peers to think I'm. I'm so afraid of people going. Well, you're not actually not that funny. Wait, yeah. And actually, there's sometimes where I'm like, oh my god, finally someone said it, so I can quit. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I don't think yeah. I'm actually that bad. So yeah. that's the problem. So you don't give a fuck about what the scene is, what you're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to do it this way, grind it out in this fucking thing and then do tour this and blah, blah. You don't give a shit. And you have your own thing, your own community. Those people, I saw those people at your show will fucking stab anyone who talks <laughs> shit about you. And it's fucking yes. badass. And so yes. I was like, this is what's up. This is another, this is like, you know, it's like you're watching everybody climb up the mountain and then you're like, no, check this out. You can do cocaine instead and go up the backside. And I'm who like, yes, who go gives up, a fuck? Go up the backside. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's badass. It's badass. And yeah. it was just like, yeah. this is great. So anyways, uh, well, yeah, you're terrible and all that, that stuff. Yeah. I, I have to ba- balance it out with, I guess, um, tearing I'm you down. I'm not that funny. Yeah, oh, okay. you're not that funny. Yeah. Well, th- I think that the I think that 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 thing is that people are like that's so fucking you don't give a shit about anyone. Like that whole thing is that I was mm. I was let down. I don't know why I'm getting fucking emotional. Again. <laughs> I was fucking let down by everybody that yeah. was supposed to help me right. in my life. So I've fucking lost all fucking respect. For any sort of institution, mm-hmm. an authority figure, I don't have fucking respect, which is probably bad, for the fucking comedy community and whatever <laughs> the fuck they think about me. Because I'm watching this shit. I'm watching the Netflix specials. None of them are funny. <laughs> so I'm like, what the? You're going to tell me I'm not funny, bitch? <laughs> oh, you you got this great yes, job. Yes. You got one of the best mm-hmm. writing comedy jobs in America. Yeah. And it sucks. <laughs> so I, and but it's like this, like but that's not healthy. I feel like I have to rein that in a little bit. Because, no, because like people that are talented, I respect. There's yeah. sure. a lot of comedians yeah. that I actually respect in mm-hmm. the scene. I'm not just like fuck all of you. Right. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. But some of them are really just not funny, and they just they walk the walk and they talk the talk. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't yeah. respect that. Yeah. yeah. I don't respect any sort of institution, because all of you, all of it's like. Uh, like kind of BS, right? Yeah, it's also it subjective. It is subjective. It's yeah. like whoever's at the top, they're defining what's good and bad. <sighs> it's based off all based off of a person's yeah. opinion. And it's like, and it's like all this. It's like, the, it's like because I've been let down so much yeah. in my life. Yeah, and I'm very yeah, yeah. like, cr- like cynical and like I'll, I'm just like I'm just gonna do it like this. Yeah, because I, I even if I followed your rules, you're not gonna give it to me because you're right. fucking right. You're yeah. scammers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Let's we gotta do more of that. <laughs> let's turn this shit inside <laughs> out. But it's not because t- I feel like a yeah. lot of people are like, "Oh, you're like so brave," and I'm like, "It's not a choice." Yeah, I wish I wish I could fucking sit and I don't know, do whatever. Yeah, I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. No. Yeah, it just fucking makes me crazy. Well, it's still well. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, we're the, was, we're the we're the opposite no side. Okay, now that we're all anarchists. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, where can. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. It was you. awesome. Where can yes. our fans find you and your work? Um, so my social media is YM Mayor. Um, uh, TikTok is Young Me Mayor. I have a podcast called Harry Butthole. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, great. 
Great. And yeah. it's going to be amazing. Can't see what uh, you do next. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always follow the podcast on Instagram at Asian, not Asian pod, or find me on Instagram at nice pants, bro. I'm at January moto. And, um, it, check out our stand-up shows. Uh, we got you got to check out the links in our uh, bio. Next one's January thirteenth for um, Hack City. We're also going to have a live uh, show in February, February seventeenth. Yeah, I think uh, that's going to be after a ca- Valentine's. Day. It's after Valentine's Day. It's going to be at Caveat. Um, we didn't get it to go into it, but we got to do a dating corner with Jenny. <laughs> oh, what's that? Corner. Dating corner? Just me talking about dating. Yeah, I loved your whole thing. By the way, about um. Because there's a hot soccer player that was now, and then there's a the one oh, yeah. from 20 years ago. What yeah. was his name? What was the, his name? Oh, An Chung Hwan. Oh my God, he was he's handsome. so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks different now, I'm but sure. I still would. Yeah, <laughs> he's listening. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's listening. Weird. Would our slide into the DMs. We have so many listeners in Korea. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for everything, and uh, until then. Fucking tear some shit up, everybody. I'm going to burn something down. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.